welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 168, Spyfall Part 1. Uh, I am very excited to talk about this, but before we do that, my name is John, and joining me every time we ring in the new year is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello, hello, and happy new year, everyone. Happy 2020. It is indeed 2020, and we have just finished watching the premiere of the new season of Doctor Who, and we're bringing in the big guns. Uh, Also joining us today is my lovely fiance and huge Doctor Who fan, Lauren Bancroft. Hello. Hello. I am for sure a huge Doctor Who fan. And also, yes, indeed, your fiance. Yeah, I've heard heard (laughs) both of those are true. And you're also sitting across from me, and we are recording uh, in Pincroft Loft. Our new... Our new in-home studio. Yes. Yeah. Open for business, everybody. Open for business. Hard plug. Pincroftloft.com. Hey, Taylor. Most definitely. Taylor. Hey. Hi. Taylor, uh, I believe Merry Christmases are in order. Happy Holidays. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also, Happy New Year. How are you, sir? It's been a, it's been a couple of weeks. It, it has been, yeah. We, we switched up our original plan of recording on Monday and said, you know what, let's just trash that idea uh let's do two separate episodes for spyfall part one and part two and i i think that was a smart call that was uh if that was a great managerial decision i must say i think uh i think as soon as we finished the episode yesterday i said i'm so glad we did not record on monday because i would have been like oh no what have we done yeah I'll, I'll be honest. As soon as soon as I accidentally stumbled across the spoiler, yeah, man, yesterday, Wolf, man. Oh. I'm so I'm, I'm heartbroken for you, Taylor. It's- I I will be honest. I the blame rests solely on myself. I do sometimes like to go into the Doctor Who tag just to see how fandom is reacting. He just wants to an episode. Just wants to see other reactions. Oh my goodness. I, I know. And it's totally stupid because I started going, you know what? General fandom is broken. Okay. Go like, on. It is. No, nothing, nothing makes the casual fan happy anymore. Nothing. Mm. You could have the most amazing thing in the world. And now, granted, I'm also looking at Twitter. So <laughs> Twitter is particularly a place where trash opinions abound. Yes. Um, so, so taking that into consideration. Um, yeah. In the process of doing that, because I, I like, I don't like hitting the top. I don't care who's getting the most likes I'm hitting latest. Right. So mm. I'm getting a more real time yeah. response. And yeah, that was, that was completely my fault. Man, that's, that's, rough but i also it, had heard that it, you know what it's it was still fun to watch it was still fun to see it happen yeah. so well, it good. didn't ruin it it was just like oh now i'm not going to be as surprised yeah but, yeah oh well and what yeah. but what a surprise it was and i mean oh boy i mean we will get to it we're going to get to to uh to to spy fall here in a moment but we have um we have a surprisingly little amount of who news. Well, yeah, uh, holidays, I guess. Yeah, 
And and on some level, I think a little bit of it has just been rendered moot by the fact that the season is here. Yep. Fine with that. Fine with that. So this is actually going to be the first Gallifrey one where we are in season. Yes. Yes. Fascinating. It's insane. Not only that, but Tossin Cole is going to be there. And he's in the, oh man, I am, I'm pumped. Yes. I ordered, I I ordered my ribbons. Oh, you did. Oh, I, I did. Um, it's, it's a slightly longer than two week turnaround at the moment. Okay. Um, did a smaller batch just because they weren't having any sales because, Mm. you know, um, apparently the ribbon industry has also been hit by the tariff war between, uh, America and China. Yep. I guess that makes sense. So they're like, yeah, we're not looking at doing any, any sales. And I'm like, I'm just going to have to order fewer. And we still have leftovers from, from last year. We have a bunch of those. Oh, good. Well, I literally... I went to pretty much every like ribbon exchange I could, and so I blew through all of mine. Oh, well, we, we've got, got we've got none. more. Good, <laughs> we have plenty Good. to go around. Right. Uh, uh, well, then let's uh, let's let's get through this who news here, and then yeah, because we yeah. I feel like we have a lot a, a lot to say. Yes, I'm sure we do have a lot to say, especially because we have all three of us here yes. uh, this evening. Um, so uh, Toby Haddock, uh, who I believe is also celebrating a birthday today, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, has released his 2019 Doctor Who in memoriam. Um, he always does an excellent video every year of those people from Doctor Who that we lost during that calendar year. Um Frankly, I've been so swamped with everything today. Um, everything from solar install to editing a podcast to getting in another watch of Spyfall to apparently having to run to Comcast to exchange your cable box because that died. Oh, jeez! Today, not to mention picking up family at the airport. Um, I haven't watched this yet, um, but he always does a very moving um, uh, video, and so I, I I will watch it, but. I- haven't yet so, yeah it's been a day indeed but we will have that link in the show notes for you indeed watch. we will yes. yeah yeah and we do also have a little bit of gallifrey one news just a um teeny. They, just a teeny bit yep yeah. no more uh um guest announcements as of yet um but the uh charity auction this year they are actually um kind of honoring um, the LAX Marriott's uh, charity partner because it is their 15th anniversary of doing the convention at the Marriott LAX. So they are um, doing their fundraising for the Children's Miracle Network and the Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Hmm. Um, So they they are making the call for auction donations, but this might be more exciting to some. They're holding a special cash raffle this year to benefit Children Hospital LA. Um, and so the Marriott has gifted Gallifrey once some pristine swatches of the old and much loved carpet. Oh, there we go. There it is. I was waiting for it. And and it says here on the site, these are samples that were never put on the floor. Oh. Oh, that's um very again, cool. Again for the people condition. in the back. Yeah, mint condition, mint in box. Um, these are samples that were never put on the floor. So they at the auction uh room, you can purchase tickets a buck a piece, exact change only. <laughs> okay. For tickets. 
to win a virgin carpet sample. Okay, so the carpet Pristine. sample is raffle based. Not, yes. It's not in the auction. Auction based. Correct. There are okay. several pristine swatches. Yes. Okay. So if I were to throw down 300. <laughs> you would get 300. To, would we, we would you frame would that it. sucker, right? Yeah. Um, we yeah. would frame that uh, sucker. We'd obviously frame it, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Definitely. I will start, I'll start um, budgeting now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm at least, I'm at least probably chuck and 20 yeah 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 at that i don't know that i could do 300 look, i don't even think look, my typical budget we went, to galley is that much we went way over our art budget of galley last year so let's just taper that back and put that oh geez, art into carpet we still need to yeah we still need to get those framed yeah oh, look boy. i would i would i would still love to just have somebody say hey look here's a here's a link we've we've done a really good image of the carpet uh for spoon flower and i'll go like make some pillows for the bus or something oh, that would be, yeah i would do that that would be I think curtain well i've already done curtains for the bus yeah. so i can't really do galley carpet curtains besides my family would probably look at me funny and be like no sorry we're not camping in that with that weird pattern as the curtains <laughs> um so yeah just watch tomorrow we'll probably have more galley one news. of course as as always happens um they'll announce that i don't know like bradley walsh will be there or something oh so, my goodness God. that yeah, would be they, delightful i mean we'll see i have no sources anyone that is listening to this but let's just let's get into this huh this week finally we watched spyfall part one starring jody whitaker as the doctor bradley walsh as graham mandeep gill as yaz tossin cole as ryan and sasha dewan as O. very good Apparently, is O. We'll with get to that. Guest appearance from Stephen Fry. Yes, with Stephen yes. guest as C, I believe. Yes, yes. Very limited and guest appearance. <laughs> yes, we'll, I was a little bummed by that, but we'll, I we'll talk was about too. That. But yeah, we'll we'll get to that. It was written by uh, Chris Chibnall and directed by Jamie Stone, and it first aired January first, twenty twenty, and it is the first story of season twelve of Doctor Who, and we have eh, we got we get some story notes. You got some story notes. Being a little mysterious, uh, the TARDIS Wikia is. I'll say uh, that. Well, yeah, it takes a little while to kind of get notes and stuff yeah. into the wiki. And, I mean, this is literally, we are barely, uh, you know, 24 hours yes. since it aired on the West Coast uh, from yesterday. And the fact that there are any notes in there at all, I'm I'm happy with. So, thank you. Thank you, TARDIS Hard working folks, yeah. So, apparently, this this alien race or multidimensional race or ultra terrestrial race. We really don't know yet. They're called the Kasavin. Kasavin. Yes. I looked that up. I had to change all of my notes from light aliens to uh, Kasavin. Well, and they were beings of light for a while for me too. So yes. I don't, I don't even know that they used the name in the episode. They did but not. It was just listed in the credits. They were not saving me any time figuring that out. Hey. hey. <laughs> oh, man. That was, that was real good. We, we need a rim shot on a soundboard now. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have one, but I don't what? know which one it Should is right now. Should we push a few and see? No, oh, because it, it'll go through like, I think, it's this, I think it's the green one, but I don't want to test it. Should I test it right now, Taylor? Look, man, we, we got to celebrate the loft in, in one way, shape, or form. Push right. that button, Frank. All right. No, nope. oh. that's funny because that wasn't the sound. It's probably this one. There it is. Hey. 
light blue. We'll remember that for later. All right. So next next thing up on the list is a label maker. Yeah. Oh, actually, this this uh, this came with a it, little cards that you can wipe off what you. Uh, oh, yes. even better. It's great. even better. I have not used it yet. I'm gonna plan. I'm planning on using it for uh, Tornado Tag Radio. We have not fully used the board to its full potential, but and we're if getting. If you uh, want to be someone we fully use the board for, <laughs> yes, go to dot com. Wow, you didn't even rehearse that, Taylor. We didn't. That was all now. Uh, it's it's beautiful. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's going to be commercials next. I oh, know goodness. it. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, what's next? Well, on that exciting news, the doctor actually once apparently lived in the Australian outback for 123 years. Yes, a saw little some, saw some nice pictures. A th- little throwaway line there. Yeah, but saw some great was, rocks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I want that story. Yeah, absolutely. I want that story. Um, and this is actually the um, first multi-part story to be given one overarching title. Uh, since 2009 slash 2010's The End of Time, part one and part two. Interesting. And this is the only, uh, uh, sorry, not this is the only, this is only the second such story to get this treatment. So it's literally End of Time, Spyfall, part one, part two. Only ones knew who to do that. Um, Strangely enough, both stories aired in that New Year's Day Mm -hmm. window. Both stories featured the master. Yes. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, just saying. Yeah. If no. you're listening to this before watching <laughs> the imagine? episode, I'm going to sit down and listen order. to podcast. Wait, what? <laughs> and and part one of Spyfall was in fact broadcast on the 10th anniversary of the End of Time Part Two. Interesting. A lot of synchronicities happening. Something like that. There's been <laughs> a lot of that. In fact, in recording. Our episode of If Memory Serves last night, we somehow managed to make a Hellier reference while watching a 32-year-old beach party movie. Oh, interesting. I don't even remember how we did it. I have to go back and listen to the episode now. Taylor, we'll we're, we're get there. I think, I think when, once Lauren runs out of true crime uh, documentaries to watch, I think Hellier is going to be on Look, Oh, I am getting close. I'm watching hon, them it is, yeah. it is It is true crime adjacent. It is actually. I do have yeah. an, I do have an interest. Uh, she watched she watched me watch some of the episodes. I did. Um yeah. Anyway. Fair. This isn't a Hellier podcast yet. <laughs> I think we said that last time too. We did. Oh, we did. So, Taylor, as always, uh you have a world famous synopsis for us, so uh let's take it away. I do indeed. The doctor and the gang are enlisted by MI6 to figure out why spies across the globe are being attacked and altered. Uh, With the help of MI6's very own spooky Mulder, the gang learn that these beings of light are planning to take over the whole universe, possibly the multiverse. The twist at the end will leave you saying, oh, my God. That's why I chose it. Indeed. Um, So (laughs) funny enough, Taylor... Before yes. we get into overall feelings, you mentioned overall feelings. <laughs> overall feelings. You mentioned uh, Spooky Molder, and I must say, uh, I think at least two of us here. I'm not sure, Lauren, how much uh, X Files you watched. At not a ton. Not a ton. Okay. I mean that. Oh, that might be a fun show to revisit. I haven't. I mean, yeah, I remember well. watching them like very late at night when I was very young. Oh man, and it's the being best scared, but like. That's why I watched it. Yeah. 
That yeah. you know what? That might be a fun. Hmm, we'll talk about that oh, off air. Uh, this <laughs> I was getting some serious X Files vibes. Uh, mainly when we were out in the cabin in in the I don't I wouldn't say woods I guess the outback, outback. Uh, definitely when, the outback I mean just the design of the uh, oh boy I already forgot the uh, the Kasavian yes uh, I was getting some serious X Files vibes I don't know if you were feeling that oh, I mean, obviously uh, I've been. Yes, I think so much that I tweeted about it. Um, no, there are some very hardcore vibes of the X Files in that scene. Just the tension, the darkness, the the triggering of the lights and everything. Um, yeah, one hundred percent X Files aesthetic. Not to mention, look, I want I want a TARDIS interior full of uh, pristine copies of the Forty and Times. I love that the Forty and Times got a <laughs> shout out. Yes. In this episode, I used to get that magazine at Barnes and Noble periodically when I was <laughs> younger, um, and it's such a great magazine. So that the fact that it gets a shout out is is excellent. I love that. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it technically was. Oh, that was a TARDIS inside of a TARDIS. I didn't even think uh, about that. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I don't think we've done that since the fourth Doctor era. No, I don't think we have. Because, uh, you know, that's oh, the Master's TARDIS. Duh. Oh, so, TARDIS in, oh, right, when, inside of the TARDIS. When the Doctor's TARDIS moved in. So let's just go with the overall feelings. I think unanimously we all loved this. Um, not only for the twist at the end, but just overall as an episode. And also as a, I would say... Um, uh, a premiere episode and also uh after last season i feel like a lot of us were like that was fun but and they came out with some high stakes straight away and i yeah. think that that's just how i feel about it i loved it i thought it was great lauren um i also loved it um i thought it was awesome i really i feel like this episode did a great job starting off with you know a, a brief recap reintroducing us to each of the three companions and kind of showing us where they're at mm -hmm. and uh, you know, who they've been lying to in their life about <laughs> traveling with yes. the doctor, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I liked how everyone had different excuses except for Graham, who was just like, I'm at the doctors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was really, it was really good. Um, did not see that coming. I did. I did know that. Uh, oh, was yes. A you bad said guy? very early on. This guy seems weird, and yeah. I don't know why. I paused it because we were watching you it yesterday. It, yes. I paused it and I said, uh, "Red flag, red flag. He's uh, he's not a good guy." Um, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't know who he was, obviously, but it was when he when he was saying that the people at MI six were mocking him for yeah. all mm -hmm. of his all the evidence he gathered. I'm like that. He sounds a little bitter. Something's off. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that's when I kind of knew. Uh, that something was going on with him. But, man, what a surprise. What a wonderful – I loved it. I'm sorry. Taylor, your general impression before I dig into the reveal that <laughs> I'm going to talk about for an hour? Yeah. Um, I No, I, I totally loved it. And I, I always um, – I felt this way when season 11 appeared. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love it. And I, I stop and I go, okay, am I just loving it because it's been so long since we've had new Doctor Who? Or is it genuinely good? Fair question. Um, and, and it, it, it's something I sit there and go, okay, is this really good? You know? And it is honestly, um, yeah. I, I love that we feel like the stakes are upped. Um, you know, I always looked at season 11 and went, look, there is so much new this season 
that they're getting their sea legs again. Um, and so I, I forgave a lot of stuff in season 11 that I might have otherwise been more critical of had it been like the middle of Capaldi's run or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, okay, look, they're just they're 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 gonna do their thing they're gonna get they're gonna do their world establishing um and then hopefully you know the the tethers are off and we're gonna hit the ground running and we have absolutely done that uh with this story my nitpicks of it are very few and very minor like the average person's probably like, really, that's important to you. Um, and maybe even the seasoned viewer would be that way, but that's, you know, that's just how I roll. So there you go. You know what? Um, let's, let's, I want to know your nitpicky things. Okay. If, if you, if you will. I no, I'd be, I'd be happy to. So, so when they're at the airport and they are um, jumping onto the plane mm-hmm. as, as the plane is taxiing, taxiing, out to the runway. Right. You see where I'm going with this. Yeah, you're not going right? that that fast, I feel, right? No. And any of us who have flied even a little bit have a decent idea how long it takes to get from the gate into line to yes. take off. Well, I mean, can I nitpick your nitpick? <laughs> I suppose. Uh, it's that... Um, Yaz in the interview called out and said that he has his own airport. That's not a normal airport. That's his own personal. He's the oh. one flying out of it. So I could poke a hole in your. So he's probably already on the runway. He's like, oh, I'm outside. It's and his. Just guns it, there are no other right. planes. Yeah. All right. You you are absolutely right. I forgot Sorry, that. Taylor. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. But there is such a quick cut between it taxiing out and taking off that I think oh, yeah. that that rear hatch would have closed by then. Yeah. yeah. And then they use the same kind of angle with the hanger in the foreground. It almost looks like it kind of like turns around the building to taxi out to the runway. And then suddenly it's taking off like from between a couple of buildings. Yeah, and for I'm like, sure. That at least was my more serious nitpick, but I completely forgot that he had his own airport. You yeah. are 100% right on no, that. No, you're totally right. That that angle of the plane in that shot you're talking about is so mm-hmm. jarring. It's like, uh, yes. okay, does he also have super planes that can climb to 3,000 feet immediately? Well, I mean, he might. Uh, he's not all human, so possibly. Mm. And, and oddly enough, John, 93%. Yeah. I, d- percent. I don't get it. Do get 93 Taylor, want to explain? Um, it, it, it's gonna it's gonna kind of go into Hellier territory again. Yes, that's fine. Oh goddamn it! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. I, you got um, to jar my memory. I, I, yeah, so I, much I, the, 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 the cipher number. Oh, how everything geez. comes up ninety three, and yes. how how ninety three is a very uh, Alistair Crowleyan number and a greeting. Oh 93. my goodness! <laughs> Amazing. What other uh, what what other nitpicky things? I just want to know. Um, know. If if I really have to find another one, um, it was the fact that um, Daniel Barton's aim with his gun literally kept hitting handlebars and nothing else. Didn't it? Did it ricochet off Ryan's helmet or no? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it did either. I think you're right. Yeah. I think. Um, but he was constantly handlebars. Just yeah. handlebars. That's yeah. it. Yeah. He's definitely a very poor shot, but man, he was having a ball. 
Oh, he was. That rich well, guy was having a ball shooting people. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I suppose I'm glad that most uh, most megacorp uh, that we CEOs that we well yeah that we know of. I mean, he, he's no Papa John, but that's uh, true. He's eating oh a lot boy. of pizzas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Last podcast on the left. Um, <laughs> All right. I mean, any those are my nip- no. That was it. That yeah. those are my nitpicks. I mean, I'm trying to think of anything. I think after we finish the episode, besides the general excitement, I I think. Did I say it was a perfect episode? I may have said it was a perfect opening episode. Yeah, I think so. I think I said that. You said you'd die on a hill for it as well. I did say I'd die on a hill for it for people that didn't like it. <laughs> I did how, say that. How big of a hill? I mean, uh, how big is uh, how big of a hill can you imagine? <laughs> uh, uh, 1,999 feet tall because at 2,000 it officially becomes a mountain. There we go. Boom. That. That, that tall uh no okay. I, I i thoroughly enjoyed this episode i couldn't really uh, some people said it felt slow and i feel the only time it actually felt slow was when i was i paused it because i i wanted to make sure we weren't going to be running too late to record this episode but that's the only reason why i paused ah, it ah, was just fair. to make sure how long we would be running late but i I really liked it. I mean, when it picked up, it picked up real nice. The last like 10 minutes fly by. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Uh, there's a couple of points that if there's, you know what, let's just, I want to get some, some just, you know, we usually have the structure that we go with. And I feel like just because we want to theorize and talk about the last five minutes of this, uh, I thought the music throughout, was amazing i agree i thought yeah. that, that they did a fantastic job with that also cold open cold yay. open yay love a good cold open and i Welcome felt back cold open yes and um I, I don't know if they changed i don't think they changed the opening credits at all i just maybe i'm just excited to see them again <laughs> uh loved that I don't really have anything for look and feel directing wise. I thought it was, I thought it was done. Everything was wonderful. So I feel like unless there's anything outstanding, you would like to talk about Taylor or Lauren in that aspect. I think we can move on. Well, if I may in directing, um, the, the scene when we first start catching up with Ryan and he's out on the basketball court with his friends. Um, I, I love the fact that we get this kind of slow-mo as he's getting ready to shoot. And, for a while, we're so close in on his face that I'm like looking at his eyes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is there like an alien ship coming? What I'm, I feel like I should be seeing something reflected in his eyes. Yeah, what's going on? Oh, oh no, he's focusing because of his dyspraxia, yes. and he's trying to make this shot. And frankly, I love the fact that he's just he doesn't make the shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's just, a really I, yeah. You're completely right. That's a great directorial choice to to remind you of his disability without spelling it out yes very very good you know yes. it's like a, treat your audience as smart yeah it's a very show don't tell moment um, mm-hmm. and for everyone who was paying attention it's like oh right yeah exactly he still has this that he struggles with it's also mm-hmm. a reminder to us that he still has it it's not yes. just like a throwaway thing from last season which it kind of felt like at times last season like mm-hmm. a super throwaway thing but i mean i mean we're in the opening minute and mm-hmm. we're already like, he's still living with this. Yeah, I think that goes yeah. to what I said about the episode doing a great job of touching touching base and establishing reestablishing quickly 
where each of our three companions are at. You yeah. know, when we saw Graham, the doctor said, I'm so sorry to hear about Grace. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, right, because he lost his wife last season. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's like, I think it did, the episode did a really good job with that. Absolutely. And I loved everything they did with Yaz's family. I thought that was very, very funny, mm-hmm. uh, especially because our Alexa actually played that song. <laughs> Oh God! Really? Yeah. Did it? We're like, not That's now. Hilarious. We have to record a podcast. In <laughs> oh my 30 God! Minutes. Please stop. That's too funny. Um, um, I will say something about the music. Yes. Um, I mentioned that I'm. I have been digging it. Yes. I, I really. I enjoyed it for the whole episode, but um, obviously, this episode was paying homage to spy movies. Yes. Uh, yes. And that the music really helped with that. Oh, it did. Absolutely. Yeah. So many. Um, you know. Songs that were reminiscent and themes that were reminiscent of so many well-known spy movies. Um, great job. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, for visual effects, love the title cards in the cold open. I thought those were great. I thought the font looked great. I know that's like a you know weird. You didn't like the font. I didn't love the font choice. Oh, no. I'm Comic just going to... Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, that's worse. Okay. No. Uh, there's a hill I am willing to die. <laughs> Oy. Yeah, woof. Uh, yeah, I like them. I mean, yeah, they—they, they, I think they were also used in the, um, you know, similar titles were used in the New Year's episode last mm. year. Yeah, in was it resolution? Yes, yeah, yeah similar because that also, you know, had a. They needed you to know quickly that it was all around the world. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a Dalek all around. Bits, yes, it's a Dalek. Oh man, we're gonna get Daleks this season again. Well, they're Cybermen. bringing out the Cybermen and uh, what else are we doing? The June <laughs> and yeah. the oh, and uh, the Master. You know, just like bringing out the big guns for your second season. You, you got to think about that. I mean, when you really you, you stack that as a list, and you're like, all right, and that's not even touching on new monsters. Yeah. Yes, which will, there are. Some. I mean, I will give it to Chibnall. He, you know, I think he wanted to try to make the first season his own. By mm-hmm. you know, yeah. by not going for the established monsters and yeah, and like if any anything stuck, he could bring it back later. Sure. And now he's like, you know what? Uh, let's take a break from my new stuff, maybe, and bring back every everything. <laughs> but my question is, when we get to the Cyberman episode, are we going to get the Cyberwoman from that Torchwood episode that he wrote? Oh my god! I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, also. I had to go there. Also, I don't think we'll have to wait long because my prediction is that's who the master is dealing with. Oh, you think so? You think it's another master Cyberman connection? I think so. I don't know. Would the Cyberman be oh. like your your form uh, amuses us? Because that's their form too. Humanoid robots. Mm. That doesn't make sense. It's not their form anymore. They don't recognize their form. I don't know. That's just one of my crazy okay. predictions. Anyway. Uh, that would so, also be another master Cyberman connection. Nothing wrong with that. Eh. I feel like it, that's kind of tired. I He's don't trying know. to do his own thing. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's something bigger. Something bigger. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But we I mean, will. speaking of the uh, Kasavian, which I was trying to see if it was an anagram for anything, but oh, good thing. I think there's too many A's in there. Uh, but maybe not. But anyway, um, I love the visual effects on them. I mean, we can kind of see their outline, but not really. I also love when they they. I don't know what to call the effect. Basically, they mirror what they walk. It's guess it's a chameleon effect, basically. Yeah, kind of. Oh, which makes a lot of sense because they're taking over people's bodies and changing what they their DNA, and then they become spies like chameleons. Wow. Uh, oh. yeah. 
Oh, that's good. Uh, but I, I loved all that stuff, like the, like the bookshelf when he or the uh, the Union Jack when he comes through that. Uh, Queen come, Victoria. What did I say? You you said the Union Jack, which yes, there was one, but there was also coming through oh, a Queen picture of Vic- Queen Victoria. Yes, that was also very yeah uh, yeah is good stuff. I loved all that, like uh, everything about the design of the Casavian, whomever they may be. Uh, I love the sound design of what they sounded like, like not, Mm -hmm. not the voice. I love the voice too, but I loved what they sounded like, like the the one that was captured in the cabin, whatever was going on with that sounded really cool. So I loved the sound design Mm -hmm. on that. I think they, I really liked how they just looked, you know, just like being, you know, being light beings. I think it was really cool. Yeah. Um, I found myself like watching it's probably like filmmaker in me. I was like watching and thinking like logistically, what is it? What was it like to create this, you know, yeah. to, to shoot around it and then add it after the fact? Well, and what I understand, I think I saw a tweet from, who was it Darren Faraday? Who's done some of the props and stuff uh, for season 11 and season 12. It might've been somebody else, but I, oh, I can't remember now. It was a but, costume designer. Oh, it was you're right. It was. It, it, was it, it was Ron Holman. Yeah. It was Ron Holman. You're absolutely right. There, there were actual people on set. There, it wasn't just a completely CGI. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, now, I'm sure there was probably some CG added oh, to yeah. it. Yeah, to make them all shiny bright. Um, but there were actual physical people on set that they would interact with. To you know, you're not just talking to a green tennis ball, right? You know, yeah. And I mean, one last thing. I love the. T- that the uh, the TARDIS console room looks massive now. Oh yes, yes. Which is, I think, was my biggest complaint about most of season eleven, and also that we we didn't really seem to spend a lot of time in there just to see what it looks like. It seems like they were like we built this new thing, and then we never saw it. Unlike the uh, Capaldi TARDIS, where we were in it all the time, and it was a magnificent work of art. Uh, yeah. I do, I do love. I, uh, I'm warming up. I don't want to say I love the TARDIS console room yet, but I like that we appear, like right off the gate, we're in it a lot. So yeah, or a I, decent amount. I think it's great. I think it was, you know, they didn't do a redesign. They just, they just made it look bigger. They gave it room to breathe, yeah. which is all yes. that really needed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of the TARDIS, I love that. I absolutely love that the doctor was servicing the TARDIS yes. on a lift. <laughs> I have a in note. an MOT garage. Love it. Um, I literally went back and got a screen cap. They have a they have a very short wide shot of that. I'm like, okay, that is my phone wallpaper uh, for it's show- now until eternity. It is showing up on my phone as uh, I take this call. <laughs> nice. Can, yeah. can confirm. I see. Yeah, that I awesome. I love that. I put that. I I put up on the block. I guess is is that, is that correct term? Sure. sure sure thanks everyone uh, i mean it's it's literally on a lift yes if if she was serving a sing it in like a front yard in arkansas it would be on blocks but oh, okay um i love that i thought that was just a nice little it was just fun yeah. it was like it this, was. this is fun yeah and we we get her back in like you know the steampunk goggles and everything yes. and, and i'm i'm 100 percent here for that yeah she's not afraid to get her hands dirty no, amen Absolutely to that. Not. Love it. So, man, there's there's just so there's so much in this episode, and I feel like we all just want to talk about the last five minutes real bad. Can I talk about the episode as a whole real quick? Yes, you can. Okay, great. 
Um, I mean, I think one of the best things that Doctor Who does is it is always done is it's a social commentary mm-hmm. on things that are happening in the world today. I mean, like last season, you know, when it comes to tech, there was a commentary in Kerblam. Yep. Yes. You know, um, where Kerblam was Amazon, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, and now we have Vor, this, you know, search engine that is now so much more than a search engine mm-hmm. that is more powerful than countries. And, like, that's mm-hmm. that's another concern with big tech right now. Yeah. Is that they do have all of this data and they do have all of this power. Um, so I like that it's it's sticking with what Doctor Who really does well in commenting on social situations that are happening right now. Right. So I think that was a really, really pointed, poignant part of the episode. I also love yeah, that. Yeah, I... No, go ahead. Sorry, Jill. Oh, I was... I would know. I was just going to echo that and completely agree. You know, any... I think any good science fiction in general, um, and, and in a lot of ways, Doctor Who does this uh, quite frequently, is 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 using the science fiction to make that social commentary on our current world. And, 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 uh, Lauren, you are a hundred percent on point with that. And, and this episode does it really well. It's not a quick thing and dismissed. It's not made fun of in some sort of like, um, um, overly comedic way. Um, it really is, you know, treated for what it is and it's kind of like left there to kind of sit and resonate with the audience. Yeah. And there are bits in when Yaz is interviewing him, albeit, you know, fake interviewing him. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, she's asking a lot of questions. She's bringing up a lot of points, you know, about how he's been accused of ignoring the darker parts of what his company has led to or is allowed Mm -hmm. to happen. And uh, I think that's, you know, another part of social commentary is like who needs to be held accountable and to what extent. I did love Agreed. that his rebuttal to that was, well, we have three startups working on that right now. <laughs> um, right. But you bring up Yaz. And for me, I think a lot of last season, you could go back and listen to episodes of Podcastica. And I would say, I don't have any notes about Yaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, and I have... I have no notes for the doctor, but I have notes for Yaz. And I'm looking great. at the notes and I will vouch for that. And I have barely one note for Ryan. Um, this was this felt like a story that coming out of season 11, they said, we need we need to make Yaz a stronger character. And I felt like this spy story kind of espionage thing is right up Yaz's alley. Yeah, she was on board from the get. I loved the the Daniel Barton interview scene because she didn't back down, and I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. That shows a lot of qualities in a companion that we love, and also kind of qualities in a doctor that doesn't back down from questioning. I mean, the doctor just goes up to him and goes, "So, did you have C murdered, or like what's <laughs> going on?" Yeah, which was great yeah. as well. And yeah, she she was very. Very in his face with that, I and I enjoy that. the The only thing that I'm like, oh, we're giving Yaz stuff to do. This is great. Is she still Yaz now? What do you mean? <laughs> she was taken, and we know everyone oh. that comes back has their DNA rewritten. Um, we don't necessarily know that everyone who is taken. We don't necessarily know that those spies were taken. You don't know they were taken somewhere. Anywhere. We know that she was taken somewhere. Yes, we, yes, yes. But the other spies, you don't know that they were taken to that same place. Couldn't they have just been altered where they were, I, I guess, mean, assaulted? M- maybe. I you know, know, and because Yaz literally goes from one place 
to another. Take, for example, the gal who was on the airplane. They said they found her where she, yeah. They found her where she was. So now, does that rule out that she went somewhere and came back to the same spot? No, that certainly could have happened. Yeah, absolutely. But we have no on-screen confirmation of that. So that has to be speculation. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say she's still yes. Okay. Um, but You don't think uh, O fancying her has anything to... I think he's got good taste. I think... <laughs> Fair. I, I don't know. I think um, I think Yaz might be leaving us for the master. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I think that's going to happen. John has always been one for bold predictions. I mean, are because, they right, though? Because he says... Some of them have been. Some of them have been. He says, stick with me, Yaz, at the end. I control everything. I control everything. My goodness. You know, know, it's funny. When you have that prediction, in my head, I was writing fanfic where when Yaz is done, she starts up Unity again. Oh, that'd be fun. I like that. That's where my head went. Because she's like, she's so into this espionage. I mean, she's already an officer. Well, I mean, she, I mean, uh, Unit would be great. I think Torch would would be cool too. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe Torch would, yeah. Yeah, but I, but just, and we got like, shout outs to both of them, which was yes. great. I loved that. Well, yeah, shout outs because they were both. I mean, we, there's a need. Yeah. It's like the doctor by saying they're gone, and also in resolution when she tried calling and it was disconnected. Yes. <laughs> like there is a need for these, and even C was like, "Oh, other agencies handle that stuff." Okay, yeah. well they don't though because they don't exist. Yeah. So, yeah. um, oh my goodness, uh, Yaz leaving the doctor. Um, I mean, not obviously not under her her own because she may have been altered in some way. Interesting, interesting theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I'll say this: Yaz definitely already feels more fleshed out, yes. and and I, I love I love that we get her kind of like shook from that experience with going into the alien tube system, whatever we want to call that. Yeah, tentacle land. Tentacle land is what I'm calling. Wow, there's okay. Yep. I'll run with that. I'm I'm not going to make the hentai jokes that yep. I could, but I was for, land the, for the best. Yeah, sorry, for the best. Yeah. Well, <laughs> generally speaking, yes. Um, but but you know you can see that 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 really kind of weighs on her. Oh that, yeah. That really kind of like oh, I, and the fact she's like I thought I was dead, and also the fact that she when when Ryan is talking to her and asking her she. When he's like, "What happened?" She says, "I don't know." Like if I if and I don't know, you know, does she remember that she was in this tubey place? Because I would have been like, "I was in this place with tubes." It was really weird. I mean, I think she remembers. Um, in my opinion, if she thought that she was dead, the feeling that feeling is probably the most important thing to her, and that's what she can't shake. She's not fair. She's not talking about. Oh, there's, you know, it's like a seaweed tentacle vibe place and it's huge and there was electric <laughs> shock. I was stuck at the bottom of the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Yeah, I, I think that she would be more, the important part here is that she feels, she was terrified. She thought that she mm-hmm. was gone. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like Ryan saying, I never let that happen is like comforting. And, you know, his his line about how he'd be a really good brother-in-law is yes. super funny. I love really that. Really cute. Yeah. I also like, I feel like that line establishes that they are truly mates. Yes. They are not, there is not going to be a romantic future for these two, which is great. Love Good. it. Good. I 
but they're not like spelling it out. Right. There's, you know, a flirtation between him and her sister. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, him saying, I would never let, never let that happen. And then she looks away and, you know, two gentle tears fall from her eyes. I think she's kind of realizing that, you know, he won't always be able to help her. He couldn't help her then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel like she's just processing a lot. In Yes, she's um, processing that she's not Yaz anymore. Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> look, babe, that's a really interesting theory that I don't feel is based on a lot, but that's fine. And that will not be revealed until episode nine. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, good God. Whatever. Possibly. I, I don't know. It's Doctor Who. It's new. I just want to theorize. Great. Yeah, he hasn't had a chance to do this in a while, Lauren. So, I'll, I mean, I'll let him run with it. If nothing <laughs> sure. else, that makes entertaining listening. Okay. Um. I mean, do is there anything? I mean, I loved the, I I do love Yaz and and Ryan playing espionage, where Ryan's just like, I cho- I chose Logan, but I don't look anything like Hugh Jackman. I thought that was like really that whole just scene was very funny. It was very cute. Yeah. 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 I really liked and, it. And introducing themselves and. You know, he's like nervous. Who's nervous? I'm not nervous. I'm I'm Logan. Hi, I'm Logan. <laughs> um, and then I mean, for for Graham, the only note I have is uh, Graham's annoyance at everything is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I just love it that he he is he is along for the ride. He is you know he is a companion. He knows what he he's getting into. But it just seems like everything that happens, he's just like, oh come on, like why are we yeah. doing this? Mm. We're not going to jump on a plane, are we? Yeah. Seriously? <laughs> and then like when they go outside and he's like, that was not high on my list. Yep. Uh, I, I love loved it. his reaction to being offered all this backstory on the yes. doctor. Like he was like, I thought she was just kidding that she used to be a guy. Yes. And you kind of get just in that line. You're like, oh, yeah, they they don't know. They they haven't been clued in on all this stuff yet, have they? That's right. Which and is strange. Another very suspicious scene with O. Yeah. After my initial like flicker of something's not right, when like that scene happened, I'm like, mm, oh, he knows more about the doctor. Mm-hmm. He's playing dumb right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's got this whole shot. I love, and I, I I feel like it's a little bit of fan service, and I I don't care. Um, where he's like, oh, there's some inconsistencies. <laughs> That was funny. Yes. Well, well, yes, true. There are some inconsistencies. Uh, listen to our reviews of Classic Who for all of those. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm. I'm just. I don't know. If I was Graham, I would have been like, "Yeah, let's let's take a look at that." I mean, you don't seem to have that shelf very well organized, his, but okay. His uh, interest was peaked for sure. Yes. Oh, it definitely was. Yeah. And I I hope this comes back up and not too long from now yeah i hope we revisit this i mean i assume when we hopefully get all back together and in part two there's gonna be a scene with the three companions and they're gonna be like you need to tell us what is going on Mm -hmm. last season was all last season was all fun nothing connected kind of sort of except tim shaw kind of and yeah now and you're you're dodging questions you don't tell us anything you need to lay it all out or we're gone or we're gonna go hang out with the master all three of us (laughs) so shall shall we talk about O or who he says he is 
says yeah. he is. The master. We need to talk about this dude. Sasha. Let's do it. Sasha Sasha da, uh Dewan. Sasha Dewan. Uh, that's how I pronounce it. Yeah. Sasha Dewan. This dude uh he's got the chops, y'all. He really does. The turn what? when we when he reveals that he is the master. I would like to say that uh, oh, Tardis just... Tardis Wikia does not list him as the master yet. Oh. Well, and as they list him as someone who claims he is the master. Okay. Really? After that performance, yes. are we really going to doubt it? Well, everything you think you know is a lie. I'm the master. <laughs> but I mean, we'll, we'll get we'll get into it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I I mean, just oh, as a character, very curious, seems to be in the know. And then when we get the turn, the turn is is so <sighs> good. He's it's doing like this chills. weird, like sniffy thing. Like it's just like a very like weird tick thing that he's doing. The high was great. Oh my goodness! Um, I didn't. When you saw his house outside Taylor, yes. What was your first reaction? Because I went. Uh, oh, outside the plane. Yes. <laughs> I went. Holy crap! It's his TARDIS. I. His house was the TARDIS. I still didn't get it. I went, why? How is this house flying? I didn't get it. Well, my when well, my first thought was, I mean, that's very Wizard of Oz. And he, he says that and, too. And then yeah. a second later, he says, you know, very, it's very Wizard very of Oz. Wicked Witch of the West. Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. Um, which I think is really great. But as I mean, as soon as I saw it, I I knew it was his TARDIS. Oh, I di- I didn't know. I still didn't get it until he said. This look for the spy master and I went, Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then I don't even th- I feel like it was just I feel like L- L- Lauren just Lauren and I on a personal level, I feel like we haven't shared a aha moment of Doctor Who like that mm-hmm. before. And it was pandemonium in our living room. <laughs> Oh, it God, was a I lot of like imagine. like a hand on a shoulder, like a hand on a knee, like <gasps> And Taylor, when he brought out the mat- matchbox. Oh, my oh, God. John it. lost it. I love lost it. my mind. I went, this is, I'm like, this is classic who? This is that classic is, who? It is a 100% Roger Delgado move. Yes. And for him to, like, open it, show them the, the swell of the music. Like, yep. like, that was a swell for all the classic who fans. Like, look at this. And yep. I love that he just goes, eh, and throws <laughs> Because yeah, he doesn't need him anymore. No, yep. it's done. So, oh my god, we have the master. This is great. I think they did a great uh, uh, casting choice. Oh my goodness, I want to yeah, know same. everything about this guy. Yeah. Well, let's start with the fact that he played first Doctor Who director Warris Hussein in Adventure of Space and Time. Boom! Oh my goodness, I didn't even put that together. And not only that, I saw somebody tweet out a picture of the actress who played Verity Lambert in Adventure in Space and Time and went, look, the Ronnie. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes, please. Like, let's just bring back both I those actors to play both the baddies. That would be so fun. I would be 100% on board with that. Um, this, uh, this actor, Sasha Dewan, is also on Moffat's Dracula. I saw that today, yeah. So part of me wants to count this as a Moffat decision. I don't know. Lauren said that yesterday, and I went, I don't, are you saying, like, 
Chibnall said, I'm looking to cast the master? No, I think in my head, Moffat was like, yo, Chibs, you know who's such a versatile, talented actor? <laughs> Sasha Doran. I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. No, I'm going to give it to Chibs. He needs the win. This was uh, a solid episode. It's, oh, all, it's all him. So I have a series of... There's a lot to unpack in this episode. I just want to say, like, as an episode, obviously, we, we've been gushing about it. I thought the casino scene was a lot of fun as well. Yes. But I think there's just so much to unpack with the unveiling of the master and the Kasavian that we just need to, I think we need to run this down because this is just part one. Mm-hmm. And part two is coming real quick. And I'm yeah. very excited to watch. We're actually going to... We're going to a, is it a Fathom event? Mm-hmm. Going to the Fathom oh, event. Oh, are you guys going to that? Yeah. Oh, so, I expect a full report. Uh, very excited. We're going to see both ep- both episodes back to back. Yes, they'll show the first the first part and then the second one live when it airs in the UK, followed, yeah. by, uh, a, followed by a live cast Q&A. Yes. That's fantastic. So, I can't wait to hear how that is. Yeah, yeah, very, very excited for that. But, oh, the master. Oh, the master! That oh, the master! That should be the that sh- that should be a shirt. I don't should know. be the name I, of the episode. Oh, uh, you know, the I, I'll be honest. There's like in my head somewhere. There's like big O jokes going for alternate <laughs> titles. Yes. Um, so yeah, stick with me as I control everything. Um, very interesting. Like I said, there seemed to be a lot of um, mentions of love. They did a when they were on the bike, they panned down to his arms wrapped around her, which they didn't do with any anybody else. But I mean, it seemed very intentional hmm. that they did that. Interesting. Um, the mention of love when they're very close to each other when they're playing craps. Um, you don't think he was just flirting with her? You think you think that it's going to lead to? I don't know. I mean, that would be interesting. But if I was going to indulge this theory, I would have. I would also to indulge this theory. I would also sorry, sorry, babe. I would have to watch the trailer for the full season and see how many times I see Yaz with everyone else. Okay. Well, I honestly, I think if you look at, I think at least the first trailer, most of the scenes came out of just this episode. <laughs> Mm, it was a gorgeous episode. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, oh, yeah. But if I were going to indulge this theory, um, just based on things that we saw in this episode, I would say the fear that she experienced when she was sent to that tentacle place and when she came back and Ryan was comforting her and she didn't really seem to be too comforted, um, maybe she could start to feel unsafe with the doctor, start to start to not trust the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, that could maybe feed into this theory. But that's just if I was indulging it. I don't think it's going to happen. But what a twist that would be. A companion yeah. leaves, even involuntarily, or I think voluntarily would probably be more... Heartbreaking. Incompelling, it would. yeah. Sad. I think there's only been one time where we've come close to that, and it was the master tricking Adric. Ah, I don't think we've watched that one yet. No, I feel like we have. I just can't remember exactly which story that was off the top of my head right now. Lauren has a thought. I feel like we've seen something similar more recently. And that's oh? and that's when Bill was on the lower floor hanging out with the John Sim master for all those years. Oh. Very true. 
You know, in a way, the doctor's companion was stolen. Yes. To be the master's companion. That that, that is a fair point. Very true. Um, Very. That was very sad as well. (laughs) Yeah. Down there for years. What was like eight years or something? Nine years? Ten years? Something. Long time. Many years. Anyway, I I know John has his theory, and I know Laura is indulging that theory for the time being. For the time being. For the time being. Um. I would like to delve into theories on the Kasavian and the kind of, I can't remember what the picture coded messages. Ooh. Yeah. Stenographs? Stenographers? No, stenographers, the person in the courtroom, right? Uh, Yeah. All right. Actually. Nailed it. Um, Um, I have everything the Kasavian said to the doctor i have it written down okay um and i have some other facts that people or i think the doctor had said so they're not used to this reality according to the doctor Mm -hmm. they may not be they may not be used to this reality which is why they've taken the weird form but uh they're from far beyond far beyond the doctor's understanding um we take this form to mock you Mm. we are stable now we are ready to take this universe. Um, so that's everything they say. So it's Q and the continuum for Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes. Um, but <laughs> it's, man, It re- in all bold, I have one line that the master says, everything you think you know is a lie. So is everything yep. that they're saying a lie? I assume so. It, I, man, I have got, I have got just a weird, weird theory. But let, do you want to talk about multiple Earths? Because we need to discuss. Well, yes. Let's let's talk about the crisis on. In, oh wait, no, that's that's something else. But something I mean, else, but it's similar. Uh, I think. What do you, uh, Lauren and I were talking about this. I wanted to pause it and count how many Earths there were. There were eight. There were eight. Okay, I thought I was going to say twelve, but I think you're right. Eight. So I'm eight. pretty sure there was four on either side with the doctor. Fair. Eight. Fair. So are we? I don't know how I feel about this. Is this is the route we're going. Taylor, um, I want to hear what you think about the multiple Earths. I just think it kind of breaks the universe because if there's multiple Earths, doesn't that mean that there's multiple universes, which in turn would mean there's multiple Gallifreys and well, multiple doctors? I mean, as it is, you know, didn't Ten and Rose technically establish that? Oh, crap, they did. Oh, boy. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I, I hate I hate to go back to that, but and, they, they. Sorry, no, you're, and, no, you're right. And you're in right. an episode that also had um, things that kind of looked like light creatures. Yeah, fair yeah. point. Ooh. But not the little sparkly ones from uh, from that one Fourth Doctor episode who were, who played like cops and judge and jury all at the same time. Yes, no, not. I them. still want them back. <laughs> uh, okay, so I I think we at this point. Now, granted, give me four days and I could be completely wrong. <laughs> um, but I think at the moment we can make a strong case for the Kasavin coming from, and I don't even need know we need to say an alternate reality, but I think we can definitely say another dimension. Okay. Very potentially another universe, but that other universe can exist in another dimension. So I'm going to use them interchangeably. Um, ultra terrestrials, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. I've, I've uh, never heard that term before. Ultra terrestrials. Well, how ultra- long do you have, Lauren? 
<laughs> well, we're at an hour and four minutes so far. Oh, boy. Um, think of extraterrestrials coming from other worlds within our universe, our dimension. Ah. Right? Aliens from Mars, whatever. Sure. Okay. Ultra terrestrials above, beyond. So they come not from another planet in this reality. They come from literally another reality. Gotcha. Slash universe, slash dimension, however you want to look at it. Right. And there's a lot of theories that that's what people are seeing when they see UFOs, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of... Anyway, that's not this yeah. podcast yet either. Oh my goodness. This pod you guys have to start many other podcasts. <laughs> we, we do, but we, who has the time? And if you want to start a podcast, <laughs> check out www.pinkcroftloft.com. Perfect. Wow. Um wow. wow. I'm goodness. here for two reasons. Clearly, <laughs> I and can't. I like them both. Yes. Oh uh Taylor, sorry. Go ahead with the uh, No, you're fine. You're fine. Um so I've I've seen arguments posited out there um now granted it's the master look the master has this way of coming back again and again and again yes and you don't always get an answer Mm -hmm. as to why he did it how he did it how she did it whose help she had doing it um but i almost wouldn't be surprised again and i'd like to be proven wrong if this is either an alternate dimension master or somehow our TARDIS team has been pulled into something alternate. Cause that whole, you're right. That line, everything, you know, is a lie that is very pointed. There, there is something to that. This is, this is not, you know, this is the whole Chekhov's gun thing. You see a gun in the first act, mm-hmm. it's going to get used by the third act. You get, and if you think of two parts together, you know, you, you get an important line right before a cliffhanger. It's it's that's not the time to be like, oh, hey, don't forget to check to see if the stove's on. Yeah. You know, oh, don't forget to uh, add money to your parking pass. No, this is when you say something really meaningful. This is something really meaningful. Mm-hmm. And we are left for at least a handful of days to try and guess what it means. I got you. I finally got you. Mm-hmm. I'm very, it's great. It's such a great cliffhanger. The stakes are very high. I just, I don't, man, multiple earths. I'm not, I don't know. I know they established it, but I don't know if I'm ready for like, because that means that there's, if there's an alternate master, that also means there's an alternate doctor. And, and I feel well, like that could open up way too much of the, just of like the negativity in the fandom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be like, oh, well, you know, maybe she's not the real doctor or something. Or she's not the best doctor. Right. And there, there, there certainly is that potential. So like I said, I'm in a lot of ways, I hope I'm wrong, but I mean, come on. The third doctor story, Inferno established. Yes. It's very alternate true. versions of our characters. So that's very true. Yes. Um, you know, if if it just turns out to be something like that, okay, sure. You know, but um, the, yeah, there's enough there. I mean, unless for some reason, you know, these eight uh, uh, maps, maybe it's just eight different plans of how this could play out. You know, um, it, it it could just be you know eight possibilities of 
this takeover of this invasion man and let's I be honest hope- if you're coming to take over another universe why are you starting with earth yeah very true um i mean storytelling purposes is if the master is the one driving and earth is very protected true. by that's the doctor always want to get yes. the doctor out of the way yep. um, makes sense yep. yeah attack the planet she likes most yeah if he's uh so if the master is trying to start something um then i think earth would probably be a very likely first target yeah yeah agreed yeah. agreed who do you think called barton before they took off oh the master said he did it oh he said he called him he tipped him off oh while they were all running slowly. I was trying to see what the name was on the it said phone. Private. It did say private. It looked yeah. like it's a two words. It said private caller or something. Oh. Yeah. Well <laughs> Mystery solved. <laughs> One of the great Oh, private dancer. One of the greatest mysteries of, of this episode has been solved. Yes. Do we have any more theories that will not make me upset? No. <laughs> <laughs> What are you looking forward to? What do you think is going to happen in, in, in part two? I know we've theorized a lot about who uh, the Kasavian are. Wait, did you, did you reveal that, Taylor? Who you think they are? Um, I, I, just, I, I, th- I think they're a completely new monster. Okay. I don't think they're going to turn out to be like a classic monster. Okay. Uh, who they are, what their motives are, you know, what their tax structure is like at home. I have no idea. Mm, the important questions. Right. Lauren, do you think they're a brand new monster? They're not any monster coming back? Um, I think they're 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 probably their own new thing. Okay. Um I like that they have a sense of humor. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. We mock you with our funny words and yeah. your silly bipedal shape. Yes. <laughs> um what I don't really like about them though is that they uh could get they started to get into the TARDIS. Yes, you know that's interesting. That's because the TARDIS is this. You know, no nothing, no one, and nothing can get through these doors. Yeah, and now here, well, that's out the window. Yeah, whatever these guys are can. It's like yeah. kind of one of those. I mean, you know, Doctor Who. There are rules, and then they break their own rules. I understand, but it's just like you know, it's it's like a fact. It's a true thing. The TARDIS is a safe space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wonder because they don't seem the rules of anything in in on our earth doesn't really seem to apply to them like going through walls. Yeah, I guess guess you're right. Um not as of yet. Not as of yet, yes. So I just wonder because I I assume they do not look like uh big balls of light. Um No, they don't. I assume we're going to get this is just like a limited uh, time thing until they can become whatever they are actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if we're going to see their true form. I assume eventually. Honestly, if we didn't, I'd be fine with that. If like the the plan is thwarted and they're just boom gone, yeah. I think I'd be okay with that. I don't know. I feel like you want the pain. I want to see it. I mean, it make Taylor, it really hard to do a Funko Pop of them. You know, if you don't know what they look like. Oh, uh, that's not true. They could do it. Yeah, just a li- <laughs> it's just a light bulb on a stand. Perfect. Love it. Buy Funko. I'd buy it. I would too. Because um, we need more Funkos in this Pinkcroft Loft studio. Yes, there are many. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I kind of want to see what they look like. Um, the doctor asked a ton of great questions. I love how she just kept asking until he finally responded to one of them. Um, but I really, I want to know. I want to know what they look like. 
Because if they specifically don't have the form of humans, I want to know what form they do have. Very true. Yeah. Everything you know is a lie. Everything you think you know is a lie. I don't like it. I just wonder. I wonder what it is, you guys. Um, Can we talk about how how subtle... um, the master's, or sorry, or O's reaction to the TARDIS was. Yeah. Oh yes. What, what, what did, did he, he say? say? He said, uh, "He said ridiculous. shut up." And then he came out and said, "Ridiculous." Ridiculous. <laughs> but I love how I just l- love how that was played, and it's even better in hindsight. Yes. Yeah. You know. So the tentacle place. Yes. The doctor knows it. Seems to know it. Seems which to is, know it. That's we, what the vibe I got. And the thing, like, oh no, 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 no. The thing is. Wouldn't she be like, yes, what happened? Tell me any, anything and everything that happened. I mean, she was shook. Because she's not yes anymore. Oh, my God. That's I reject oh. that theory. I reject it. I'm, hmm. No. If the doc, what are you thinking if the doctor knows this place? If, if the doctor knows this place, okay. I have to wonder if, I wonder if the, if it's the Matrix. The, um... Not not the I Wachowskis. Know, not, I know, not the Wachowskis one. Okay. You, you need to refresh my memory because I do recall... The Gallifreyan. Yes. Matrix, the repository of all, like, knowledge of any Time Lord that has lived and passed on. So, are you thinking this is another weird I'm, grand I'm, scheme by the Master to bring back Gallifrey on Earth? Or something? I'm at the very beginning of this thought. And my brain is tired. Because I, w- um, I will say it did have the beams of light were not people. They were traveling on the floor and through those. Yeah. Networks. Through those networks. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So are we trying to bring back? But I feel like we already Gallifrey's already back. Well, uh, like I said, I'm at the beginning of this thought. Yes. Well, I'm not at the end of the thought yet. So what's his, what is the, the significance of how the electricity travels in this technical place? I'm just saying if it's a matrix, it's a thing of information. Uh-huh. And they're not like, if it's just like uh, a database of information, then maybe they cannot form. So do you are you thinking possibly that all of the uh, Kasavian could be dead Time Lords? If I run that idea... Out, yes. But then, I mean, these dead Time Lords choose a form to mock humans when their form is also humanoid. It doesn't have to be. But it is. Right, but it also doesn't have to be. Right, but I'm I'm starting with the starting point that the Doctor recognizes where she is and Yaz wouldn't. Yes. Or didn't, however you want to, whatever verb tense you want to put that in. Who tried to get into the Gallifreyan Matrix? It was in an episode. Yeah, it was. Um, was it the Dead, master? Deadly assassin. No, deadly assassin. Yeah, deadly. Yeah, because it was. Um, it was the master trying to frame the doctor. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Matrix is a key element of the plot of Hellbent. When the doctor returns to a, a resurrected Gallifrey, he extracts Clara from her timeline mm-hmm. seconds before her death. Mm-hmm. And the pair enter the cloisters, blue blah We all know that story. But it looks very different, right? Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. It, we've, I mean, I've never seen this visually and on screen. the master created a matrix called the Nether Spear. 
So that was also a matrix. So could this be a new matrix? I, I won't put it outside the realm of possibility. I just feel like she recognized where she was. Yes, it obviously was a... But also, if she recognizes... We have to realize our hero has to get out of there. Mm-hmm. So did did the master have her sent there knowing she would know where it was so she could piece together his his plan a little more, maybe? I I feel like it's part of his plan. Yeah. send her there. I don't think he's sending her there so that she can figure it out. Well, she's good. she's obviously going to figure well, it out. Well, no, I'm not. Of course she no, is. No, I know. And uh, the companions are going to live despite the blown out plane they're plummeting to Earth in. Yeah, how's that going to work? I don't know. We'll find out next week. I'm also, I saw, we watched a next time, which I don't think was the next time. Different next time. It was a different next time. I've, I've seen two different next times. We saw the one where uh, the master has clearly changed his garb, and I'm very excited to see what that looks like. Um, yeah, I saw Paris, which I believe is supposed to be 1943. Yes. I understand. Yes. I forgot that, that uh, behind the scenes... Um, tidbit came out a couple months ago mm-hmm. yes yeah. so very interesting that that is happening i don't know there's a lot to unpack we still don't know a lot but i'm just gonna hang on the line everything you think you know is a lie and breaking news i just received a text message from my sister that says in all caps the master exclamation point yeah. nice so she's nice. all caught up. Yes, get it, Christine. Do we have any other thoughts on anything besides we all collectively agree? Oh, I'm sorry, Taylor. Hmm. The behind the couch scale. Oh. How are we feeling about this? You know, honestly, the, the, the episode is properly tense, a little scary, uh, plus a couple of rather unsubtle deaths. Yes. Um, but honestly, I think I'd be okay with the kids seeing it so long as, you know, the adults were in the room too. And kind of like, if they were like, oh my God, what just happened? Yes. You know, we can kind of like be there to explain it. But It's a family show, not a kid's show. And that is the difference. Hey. Yes. Boom. Nailed it. Precisely. Good job. Babe, any other thoughts? Um, You have a few things here that I, we didn't, I didn't say. We barely yet. touched on, on Stephen Fry, but. Mainly because he was barely he was in the episode. Barely in it. I wish we had more of him. What that, a get though. But the other thing the other thing about that is in some spy movies you you think, Oh wow, they got this guy, he's gonna be and then he's just dead. So that was, you know, kind of tropey. Mm. Um but also kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um so Jamie Stone, the director, he did uh he directed this one and he also directed the finale. Of this season. Of this, of this coming season. Yep. So bookends to the season. Interesting. Uh, okay. Him, which is interesting. <clears throat> Just something to something to think about. Okay. He also directed two shorts, two Doctor Who shorts previously. Oh. Um, I feel like I remember reading that. Yeah. Um, I really love how uh, O sent, uh, sent the doctor a picture of a fish mm-hmm. to tell her his coordinates. Um, because he's also not what he appears. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's great. A theme. I gotcha. Um, also literally fishing her in. <laughs> yeah. Reeling her in. Fishing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Love it. Um, I like that rule one of espionage is don't trust anyone. And, uh, rule one is the doctor lies. So don't trust the doctor. And everything we know is a lie. Is a lie. Um, and trust no one. Very X-Files. Yes. yes. And, uh, the, 
the last thing I have is uh, I love that there is literally a a light person in a box as uh, set decoration in Barton's office. There is. There is. And it is called out. Ryan comments on it. And Yaz is like, oh, no, not that. She's like, so this is, she's like, this is pretty weird. And Ryan's like, yeah, that. Is it like a little thing? It's like this. It's like two feet tall. It's like it's like a light human form that's like moving and it's in a glass box in his office, which is very specific. That sure is. And it, huh. Yeah, it, it's I think it's really interesting. Um, also, I like it. I feel like we have not talked about him enough. The oh, ni- yeah. The 93 percent human. I wonder if that's just something to th- it's was something to throw us so far off the scent that when the master reveal happened, it was like, oh my god, it it was him. Yeah, well, it's for sure gonna come back. It's gonna come back. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, the the voice of the uh, oh my goodness, the 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 Savian, Casavian, Casavian. Sorry, Casavian. Um, was I'm gonna butcher this name, Struin Roger, who also. Provided the voice for the face of Bo. Oh. So there you go. Interesting. There you are. Interesting. Also, I thought just randomly when they mentioned Torchwood, I went, I wonder <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to get Captain Jack. Man, as we're recording right now, I'm getting Instagram messages from uh, an associate who watched the episode and Captain Jack is in his theory as well. Interesting. I need That's to. Synchronous. Man. Interesting. Synchronicities. Yeah. Go watch Hellier on YouTube for free. Um, so I know we talked a lot about, or did we, about about O and that reveal and that performance. But just I just can't get over it. I've watched it multiple times just today, just the reveal alone, and just like how he. You know, he looks up and he has like a shifty eye thing when he is literally doing the math in his head, trying to figure out if he can get out of this lie that the doctor caught him in. And then when he realizes he can't fake it anymore, he just lets it overtake him. And it is so amazing. And that that little high of him saying, you see me, don't you? Yeah. It was. It's like such a subtle. He is such a good actor, man. So, I need to know everything about this guy. For me, his reveal, and I have also watched it a couple of times. And the only other reveal like that, like a a switch that I've watched multiple times, was uh, Jerome, who was played by um, Cameron, and I'm probably on an island alone in this conversation. Uh, it was played by Cameron uh, Moynihan. He played the Joker character on Gotham mm. and his reveal, okay. he's, he's like a really timid guy the whole time. Mm. And then when they finally just nail him, he flips the switch and it's perfect. Nice. So Sweet. he's great. He, he also isn't, he does the star Wars. He's the, you know, the new star Wars game. He's the main character. And oh. he's also on, um, I think shameless. Good for him. Which is a show I've never watched. He's a great actor. Anyway, it was very reminiscent of that, as in I've watched it a couple of times, and it's just very, very good stuff. But yeah, I mean, he's fantastic. I sincerely hope that going forward, because, you know, everything you know is a lie, and I just told you I'm the master, so... But there's too many... There's too many... Tr- there's the flying... There's the TARDIS. There's uh, little shrunken people in matchboxes. There's stolen identities. It's It's him, for sure. Or them. Yeah. For sure. So, all right, I got nothing else. Next time, which is very close, everyone. 
Yes. Uh, Spyfall Part 2 starring all of our local favorites and apparently the master. <laughs> um, it was written by The Chibs and directed by Lee Haven Jones. Uh, very excited. Lauren, thank you for joining us. Thank you for yeah. having me. Let us, let us hear all of your social media plugs that do not include our new uh, in-home in studio, which you can also go to PincroftLoft.com. If you need something edited, I will do it for you. For money. For monies. Anyway, um, my social media, you can go to laurenbancroft.com, see where I post my comedy dates. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Bancroft, B-A-N-C-R-O-F-F-E-D. Uh, I am also co-host of Historical Hookups. Yes, yes. great. Great podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Historical Hookups is a podcast where me and three other comedians dig into the love lives of historical figures. It's very fun. We release the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. And, uh, yeah, that's um, that's me. That is indeed you. And you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. And once again, I made a mental note. Uh, Taylor, would you like to tell the people about this month's If Memory oh, Serves? Yes, recorded just last night and released just today. Uh, my brother and I sat down to attempt our very first live commentary of a movie and I think it turned out really well. It was a lot of fun to do. We watched a 1987 movie called Back to the Beach with Frankie Avalon, Annette Finicello and a whole host of people. You'd be like, oh, I remember that person. Or, oh, look, it's Gilligan. Um, Pee Wee Herman's in it. Oh my God. I, oh my it's, goodness. it's bonkers. It's a lot of fun. So you can, you can either listen to the episode and you can kind of slightly hear the movie in the background. Um, or if you own a copy of the movie or you can find it streaming somewhere, we tell you when to hit play and you can awesome. watch along as we make comments about the movie. So, and I believe that is the first in however many episodes NOTLG has, that is the first running commentary on a movie we have done so oh nice congrats to you thank you thank you very much uh let's see you can subscribe to us on itunes and stitcher and spotify just search podcastica rate and review us as well and uh if that is not your jam soundcloud.com slash the n-o-t-l-g you can find each and every podcast over there i guess that's our archive that's our gallifreyan matrix if you will there you go Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com, buy a t-shirt, buy, I mean, come on now, the future of time and space is female. Put that shirt on your torso, do it, people, and last but not least, patreon.com slash notlg. If you would like to donate monetarily, we would appreciate anything you can do to help this train roll right along. And also the Y-axes, we can't forget about them. They do our music. They let us have the music for free, and they are not asking for anything in return. They support us, so let us support them. Twitter.com slash the Y-axis. Facebook.com slash the Y-axis. The Y-axis.bandcamp.com. And they, like us, are also on Spotify. So join us again in um, just a couple of days here. Goodness, what is it, Thursday? I don't even know anymore what day it is. Spyfall Part 2, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. Bye.
This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit notlg.com. I turned them around because Marianne was sleeping in here and she was like, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm probably going to scream. Great. So I turned them around. My Clara and Rose cardboard cutouts are facing the wall right now and I'm just like, what is that about? Well, I definitely think that this should be the little clip that goes to the end of the episode then. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go.